it's a discussion that's happening all through Europe. And to just say, all these things that I like about the Enlightenment, they're the real thing. And all of these are the counter-Enlightenment. It's just, it's actually just, it just doesn't hold if you look at what happened and how things develop. So it's like, you know, Voltaire praised the monarchs, praised the absolute monarchs, came to England and praised Charles I because he was an Enlightenment monarch and imposed reason on his people. Like, you can't ignore this stuff. Yeah, I think there really is a, a concern that this will change our political theology, that if we don't have kind of this current uh, weird PR version, instantiation of the Enlightenment, you know, Carl Schmitt said that basically the, uh, the, the constitutionalism that has come to kind of dominate was a, a transfer into kind of the deism that was popular during the time. It's the removing of the need of kind of the exception uh, by the divine, you know, if you could just plan everything out constitutionally, you don't ever have to worry about, you know, the, the intervention of the monarch or the intervention, the state of exception created by the government. And I, I think that a lot of people are worried that if you, you know, kind of move beyond uh, this, this very carefully uh, controlled story of the enlightenment, you might have to reconsider, you know, certain aspects of, of kind of, human yeah. the, the way that social organization is set up and i i understand that but the reality is that rationalism doesn't account for the for the reason that nations exist so if you're going to and i mean this really seriously that mm -hmm. is that rationalism doesn't account for why a group of people care to be joined together in a union and what it is that justifies that and what it is that prevents that from taking over and becoming globalism. And so that or, or just becoming I don't know what like, there is no. And so when when people start to ask questions and say, well, why are we a nation? What makes. The Germans or the Americans or the Canadians or this, is it just an accident? It's just just accidents of history that makes us a nation. It's not something about something we care about in common, something that brings us together and that is a common point of interest, a common point of care, which binds us together. And so if I start to point to that, then people just freak out and say, oh, it's like, oh no, now we've got ethno-nationalism down the, down the street. Now we've got Christian nationalism coming at us. But you still haven't answered the question of why it is that you're a nation and how it is that you're gonna fight globalism if you think that's what you should be doing, because it seems like actually rationalism seems to move towards globalism naturally because there is no reason to, and even not just globalism, but ultimately, you know, uh, caring about things that aren't even human, you know, starting to think that other things that aren't human should be part of your union. And so, you know, vegetarianism and, you know, like, you know, not wanting to hurt animals and then ultimately, ultimately AI as being, you know, intelligent beings that need to be included in your union because you don't have any way to create binding of care and union and unity within your kind of rationalistic system. The identities are, you act as if the identities are already given or are taken for granted, maybe is the best way to say that. Yeah, I mean, it feels like classical liberalism is designed to get rid of the particulars, right? It's, to, it's designed to kind of break down many of those barriers in or not acknowledge many of these things that you're talking about. And like you said, they're very worried about the idea that people would start thinking about what would create a nation. So they just kind of scream loud enough, like, no, no, like if, if we just can't go that way. I don't have an answer. We can't have an answer. Answers are dangerous. We have to remove the political. We have to remove identity. We have to remove the idea that there's anything beyond kind of a rational contract base uh, for any kind of nation, any time of 
type of yeah. government. Because if we move any further beyond that, we might have to uncover some old gods. They might return in a way that's right. that could be gods terrifying. Will return. Yeah. Because one of, one of the even the the basic problem that we're seeing happen, of course, again with the problem of liberalism, is that it takes for granted the individual. It takes for granted the individual as a unit, as a solid unit, as something which can be only quant can be quantified as one. But as we move down the hierarchy of qualities and of binding, we realize that people are splitting up even in themselves. So there's a relationship between not understanding how things bind towards one, let's say in a nation, in a family, in, in any type of group of care, and watching the mental health crisis take over and people identifying with all these little aspects of themselves and being tyrannized by all these little identity things that are going on in them. These are these things are all related because we, we aren't capable of we don't we don't understand how identities work and how identities stack up and how they function.